wonderful to be here. I thoroughly enjoyed the ministry from here on Sunday. Wow. Wow, that was rich. Amen. The, uh, we want to remember the, uh, the flowers, of course, this week. In prayer, there are some sig- significant uh, rendezvous that they will be having with uh, some individuals, mostly contacts from Pedro Guzman. That's where the Pedro comes from. And uh, so uh, in Rome, they'll be meeting with a family, the Platanias, and then they'll be traveling up to, to Turin. I'm traveling over to Milan and meeting with some folks there who we've had contact with in the past, and then training over to Turin, meeting there for services and meetings with their leadership teams of the two congregations there. Uh, I, when, when Brother Guzman began to communicate via text, um, he began to uh, speak out about the what he felt was the significance of the flowers being there and how that the Lord was going to use them there. And there was such a witness in my spirit. And so I'm believing for the most. And uh, it's interesting that the hours, you know, the hour changes, of course. Uh, But the dynamics continue to shift and uh, this is a great time to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 I'd like for us to uh, take a minute and pray again here. You are our mighty, mighty God, our Father. We are a building fitly framed together, a holy habitation unto you, Father. We believe and acknowledge the interrelations throughout the body of Christ, the networking, the connecting, all of these things, you placing those in the body of Christ as you will, Father, according to your purpose According to your plan, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Now, I also enjoyed the ministry from Selah the other morning. I watched the first service about bringing your worst. Hope you're not speaking on that tonight. Okay. (laughs) Bringing your worst to God. Uh, if you get time, look that up and listen to that. That was powerful. It'll speak to everybody. Amen. Praise God. Again, it's, it's good to be here. I'm going to turn this to Elder Hart and uh, let him uh, make his introduction. Elder, Elder Hart, the older elder. Praise God. Good to be with you tonight. Good to have my friend and brother with me these last few days and uh, he's been with us since Saturday and we've just enjoyed I've thoroughly enjoyed the fellowship the conversation and it's just been rich and I'm thankful Um, 
Brother Pablo Vicente, pastors in Ahuacatan, Guatemala. Uh, he lived in, we got connected by way of Lebanon, Missouri, of all places, a small town of about 9,000 people in the middle of the United States. And um, we were connected there, and then some 15, more than 15 years later, um, he reached out to me one day and said, aren't you in Washington? And there's some Guatemalans in Bellingham that have family in Agua Catan, and, and the rest is sort of history, and God is, and um, my son Ethan and I were able to just spend uh, four and a half days there in Agua Catan, Guatemala, about three weeks ago. With he and the precious people there, they pastor a thriving work in the kingdom of God. And they had raised their kids in the United States. They had a couple of children at the time. I think, what, about 10 and 9 or 10 and 8. So that, that's all their kids had ever known the first 10 years, 9 years of their life. Um, Brother Pablo had came, began working here, became a U.S. citizen, went through all those things began to build a life in the United States and God was pulling him back to where he came from and uh, I've spent four and a half days there it is significantly different from what you and I take for granted every day like how many of you took a hot shower today If they take a hot shower, it's because they have black hose that holds the water on the roof, and so they take showers in the middle of the day so the water will be hot that comes through it. We take so much for granted. And I share that with you to tell you, it gives you a glimpse into the character of the man that would walk away from the American dream to respond to the call of God. And uh, I love his spirit, love his ministry, and I'm thankful that he's here tonight. I'm asking him to come. Brother Pablo, God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Habla en español. Ah, gloria a Dios. Bendiciones a cada uno. God is good. God bless you. Thank you for being here. It's so uh, good to be together in the house of the Lord. And uh, Bishop, it's so nice to to meet you and and uh, Brother Pastor Joe. And it's so thank. I'm so thankful. I have grown so many uh, so much in those days that I've been with you. And um, I keep on. I keep asking myself why I'm. I'm getting this. I'm getting this privilege to speak to you tonight. I mean, we have the elder, and I would love to hear from him, and probably have many, many years of experiencing with you, and I would love to hear from Brother Joe. And um, I think, I think I'm here because I'm the. I'm the one that comes so far away, so they gave me the, the opportunity to speak to you. 
and uh, there's no means that I know everything. I just, uh, I just somebody like you love the Lord and put myself in His hand and see if we can do anything with this man. Can you say praise the Lord? He can do it with anybody. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, I uh, grew up in Guatemala, and and uh, my dad was uh, he. Um, when I came to my senses, he he drank a lot, and uh, my mom just um, my mom always um, get on to him, and and he did what we can, uh, what he could uh, to feed us. Um, and then uh, one day, I remember very well, he took us, well, before he took us to a Trinitarian church in Aguacatán, um, by, by the way, by way of superstition, my mom pretty much forced him to take me to a Catholic church, I think, and I remember I was getting, I was being sprinkled water, I, I was, I was already uh, big enough, I don't know, maybe five, six years old, so I was baptized, I think, in a, in a Catholic church. But then uh, my dad was, uh, he, he, he was uh, just drinking a lot, and finally, maybe I was eight or nine when they went to church, in a Trinitarian church, and um, uh, I thank God for my experience through the, through the years. And then in 1990, I, um, I came to uh, the U.S. and uh, I had uh, Christian values or good values, and and I always wanted to uh, to get back in church, and uh, and uh, to the surprise of me, I don't know which church to go to, you know, and uh, you start I start driving and and. Um, well, first when I came, it was in Indian Town, Florida, and uh, and then there's a a, a brother there. Um, he was I don't know if it's the correct way to say, it, but he's uh, he was a black brother, but I didn't care. I knew that he was a Christian, and uh, he offered me if I can go to church with him, and I I I went with him. But my buddies from Guatemala, they all like fun of me what I'm doing with a, a black person you know what are you doing there man I need God in my life I need God in my life and and I know God's children we all come a different color aren't you thankful for that <laughs> thank you Lord thank you Lord God is good and so so I went to um, they make fun of it, but I went to church but because of work I moved out of there and I went to Georgia I lived in Columbus, Georgia, and Macon, Georgia, and I started looking for a church, and then I went to a Baptist church, and uh, I didn't understand not a single English, but but I, everybody's just dressed well, and and I'm not, uh, and this is I'm not making this up. I mean, nobody say hi to me. I, I felt like like nobody noticed that I was there. Their, their service was televised and everything, you know. And I never went back. That's why it's so important. <laughs> That's why it's so important to, 
to notice everybody. So thank you for being here. We love you. And, and then, but when I went to Lebanon, uh, Missouri, we moved. Uh, I'm just making this story very short for you. I want to take all your evening. And so I came to Lebanon, and uh, I have a friend, Arturo uh, Lopez. I met in, in Georgia. He drank a lot. And I think he only got, uh, him and his brothers, they only liked me. Because no, normally a lot of Mexicans just, just don't like Guatemalans, you know. And uh, I think they only liked me because I didn't drink. I, I, I still have that principle that I'm a Christian, and, and that's not good to do that. And so, so I didn't drink, and I think they like to take me with them so I can drive them back after they, they get drunk, you know. I was, uh, I was uh, I, uh, you know, and... Uh, uh, I drink just I drink I drink coke or whatever and then I just I was never tempted to that and um, but he he drank a lot and then and then one time uh, uh, a friend of ours moved to Missouri and they told us that that is work in Missouri Lebanon Missouri small town I I I, I don't know how I end up there but I know now I'm in the in the will of God. When, you, when you're hungry for God, he will lead you without you knowing it. He will lead you. And so I end up in Lebanon. And then I did go to church. Uh, that person, actually, she was United Pentecostal Church in Lebanon. And she took us to church. But, uh, but I didn't like it. People too, it seems like people too happy. <laughs> Hold, uh, that time they were calling people, the United Pentecost, the Holy Rollers. Yeah, Holy Rollers and, and stuff. And, but no, the, 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 the friendliness, the, the people hug your neck there. I feel loved and, and I feel that time actually feel good. But I didn't like the way the pastor was preaching. He talked about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Can you say praise the Lord? He, talk, he, 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 he preached about the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Baptism in Jesus' name. And I was like, wait a minute. In Spanish, un minuto. ¿Qué está pasando aquí? I always heard in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And that's how I was baptized the second time. So I didn't go back. I stayed away. But my friend Arturo kept going. He kept going. And then it was embarrassing. He's a Mexican. He didn't have no religion or anything the way I understand. But I had always have a Bible with me. And he said, Vicente. Let me borrow your Bible. I'm going to church. Man, what's wrong with you? Don't go back to that church. If you want to, let's look for another church, you know. Let's look. At it. And the next thing I know, he, he says that, Vicente, I'm going to get baptized. You want to come? You want to come and see me? And I'm like, I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm losing my friend, you know. And, and I should have looked for a church and all that. So I, I put it. I put my best clothes I have on, and I went with him. And then um, eventually I find out later, 
I know I, I, I'm not saying he, he done things wrong, but first, actually, he fell in love with a girl in church. And then he accepted the, the, the doctrine, the church. And then, um, to my surprise, he was my friend, and he got married later on. I kind of got left alone, and so I had to find me another friend. I ended up being friend with his uh, sister-in-law. they twins. Our wife, he married a twin. I married uh, another twin later on. So I kept going to church, and I kept going to church, and then, but I always bottled with the, the doctrine. The love is there, Brother Joe. And it feel good, the church, the worship. I love the worship. But the doctrine, or the teaching about the Holy Ghost and the, and the, and the Father and the Son and the whole, and you know, the, the Trinity and the speaking in tongue. But through the years, uh, or through, I kept going to the church and people so nice to me, and then I started taking Bible studies getting teached and and the Lord began to deal with me and uh, I don't know where you're at tonight I don't know if you recently still come in I don't know if you struggle with some of those things but you don't have to look forward or just keep on looking in the Bible it's there it's there it's there all you gotta do is a hungry to get to heaven we all all we're trying to do is get to heaven aren't we we just want to be saved. And we, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to question things because I want to make heaven for sure. Amen. Then you say, praise the Lord. I want to make it. Yes, I want to. And then uh, I, uh, I came to, I came to, uh, I've been here a couple of weeks in Bellingham and I, I asked, one of the brothers can I anyway I get some internet in my phone because I want to drive away a little bit and then I can't find my way back if I don't turn the uh, Google map on and so but when I type in the address wherever I want to go I always want to make sure twice because I don't want to get lost how, that's how it is to go to heaven it's okay to check you believe it's okay to look in the Bible you need to be, hey, I believe there is the Holy Ghost but I, because I experienced it and I searched it out. I know now the doctrine because I, I double check it and I, I keep reading it because I want to make it to heaven. Can you say praise the Lord? And so, and so I just want to share a little bit uh, of uh, flexibility to you, you uh, to, to make it to heaven. I really believe that we have to have a teachable spirit. By the word of the Lord. But we can't make it our own. We need the help of others. That's how God made it. It's not nobody's fault. Nobody is knowing all. But we all help each other. The minister will not grow if you don't ask any questions about this. The teacher of the Bible is not going to grow if, you, if nobody, sure, will follow you, whatever. It, it, we won't grow. But the way we grow is ask questions and make sure we're following the word of the Lord. The Lord. God is so good. So that's what I want to share a little bit with you, uh, what my experience has been. Uh, I struggled with a lot, but I have found that, that, that it's important 
So I know, seems like nobody is, I don't know around here, and uh, I don't know around you area, but in Aguacatán, lately, when somebody dies, it's a big deal when somebody dies because you know when you pass away, everybody loves you, anybody that never talked to you before, but they'll come and say their last goodbyes. I mean, we have funerals of 400, 500, 600 people get together when somebody passes away. And then, and then the family and the church, we get, they get together to cook for all. We have, as a church, we have fed like 500 people, 600 people in those funerals, three meals a time, because so many. But, but what, what I have noticed is like, Everybody that passes away in Aguacatán, I don't know about here, everybody is a Christian. Everybody. They'll, 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 it's a big procession. They'll have the big music and, uh, and when the saints marching in, you know, and then, and, then, uh, and, and all the songs. And then you wonder, man, is, that, is he a Christian? Or, I mean, is he a believer? And you, you may, you're wondering. And so, so, I don't know, uh, uh, sometimes uh, we question that, but I think there is a way we can make sure that we're right with God. After that, it don't really matter. Whatever people do after we uh, breathe our last breath, the only thing that I want to know is if I can make it. So keep on coming, studying, keep on learning about the world. We just want to get closer to God. And so I want to... Um, See if somebody can, see if you can help me with the English uh, uh, word, brother uh, Joe. And I, I want to I wanna read, uh, if we can stand, and then, then we'll, I'll let you sit down. I don't want to, I want to read um, Acts uh, chapter 10. I have my... I can read a little bit of English, but I end up like almost speaking in tongues sometimes. So I want to ask uh, Brother Joe to help me to read uh, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one, Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. When the angel spake unto Cornelius, was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. You may be seated. Uh, in this chapter, we find a man called Cornelius. Cornelius. In Espanol, is Cornelio, like 
Sí, la casa de Cornelio, the house of Cornelius. This man, uh, if we, uh, if I was, if you read, as you read, as you heard, and I know you quick, he was a devout man. He was probably better than most of us right now. Right? Can, will you agree with me? He was a devout man. You know, sometimes we skip our prayers, sometimes we're rushing out late and all that. But this man, he prayed. Probably he will out-pray me, to be honest with you. Huh? He was honest, seeking God in his life. And so, and he, and there we found that, we found in verse 1, or verse 2, that, Actually, Cornelius, he was he feared God, and um, and not only him in his life, but his all his household. That means he tells his kids, "Hey, hey, it's time to pray. <laughs> hey, hey, it's time to seek the Lord." Not only his kids, but also his workers appeared to be, or his servants. I will say probably he's a pastor of his house. Yeah, he was a good man. And so, and so, but, and then uh, not only he is a good man, he prayed, and he prayed to God always. And verse 3, thank you, brother. He saw in the, in the vision about the ninth hour of the day and the angel of the Lord come to him. And then, I don't know, to be honest with you, all my life that I've been with God, I haven't, I have, I have felt the impression or, or God speaks, I know that, speaks differently to us. But that's why Cornelius is a lot better man than I am, I think, because actually he's seeing the vision. <laughs> God showing things to him. That's why us as pastors, as ministers, as teachers, we never want to dismiss somebody <laughs> uh, because no, he's not of us or you don't believe in the oneness or you're not baptized. It doesn't mean God's not speaking or even showing vision to those people. <laughs> yes, sir. When a soul is really serious, and I've seen it in, in my ministry either here in America or in Aguacatán, in Guatemala, no matter what your condition is, if you're really seeking for God, you will find Him. He will guide you to somebody can help you. He will, he will lead you, but you have to have a teachable spirit. you got to receive and then he sees this vision, and then, uh, and then, as as we see, actually the vision, but seems like it's an angel appeared to him. How many of you guys have an angel appeared to you? Some have. The Bible says some of them we didn't even know if it's an angel, but he knows there was an angel. I always wonder why why did God went to all the trouble 
you know, send men to this place and bring Peter. Why can the angel just deliver to him what he needed to know to get saved? You ever wonder that? Why? Because an angel, hey, send to get this man. Because God has a plan for us. I think God just wants to see if we are flexible to receive salvation in his way and his plan. An angel talks to him and he says, hey, you know, this is. And then it amazingly, the next verse, brother, four. To me, it's the. And when he looked on, he was afraid, and he said, What is? What is it, Lord? And he, and he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. Uh-huh. You ever wonder if God hears us sometimes? You ever... But this man, God, listens to him when he prays. That, that means no matter where you're at, no matter what your condition, if you, can, if you run into trouble, all you got to do is call up on Jesus. He will listen to you. No matter, it doesn't mean you have to have the full truth yet, but, but God can still hear you. But you have to have a desire. Desire. It, God hears his prayers and... God has turned his head and he sees his, 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 his kindness to other people. He's a giver. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord. So, so in our naked eyes, we can see if we, if we come in contact with this man, he seems like a Christian. I mean, he, God hears him. God listens to his prayers. God sends an angels to him, you know, and talks to him. You will think, this man, he don't need nothing else. He's good. But God knows that it's still, there is a couple of little things that he needs to do. And he needs to hear it from a man of God. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? We don't need to get like, why, why is, I was like that. Why is pastor calling? Seems like when he sees me. Every time he knows that I need the Holy Ghost and then he comes out and then I didn't have a teachable spirit. I struggled. Older, I, I, I struggled to give the Holy Ghost because I didn't have, I, I, I have hardened my heart. I didn't have a teachable spirit sometimes. As human. And so I always, in, instead of receiving the word of the Lord, instead of receiving the instruction to complete my salvation, uh, it's not denying an experience that I have with God before. Like Cornelius, he's just trying to bring us closer to him so our salvation can be sure. So we can be so sure to our salvation. So he just cl- drawing us closer when he sees the, 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 the seriousness and the, and the desire of our hearts. And then he, he, he sends man to our life to guide us to his truth. So our salvation can be so secure. Can we thank him right now? You're in the right place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for guiding me. You have to have a teachable spirit. 
our pastors, like, like uh, Brother Joe, I've I seen him a heavy heart for souls. I'm pretty sure the bishop too. If you, probably you don't know, but these men are su successful men. That they could have, if they were just looking for money, sometimes we get the wrong thing, the wrong things in our heads. Sometimes, ah, they, the pastor's just after our money. Or maybe people don't think that around here, but in Guatemala they do. Uh -huh. They are, they just after money. They just, but what they don't know is, what they don't know is how much I was making here in America. In my job, I wasn't the best, but I was just faithful. And then, right before I left, I really was, it was just something that I was faithful. And then there's one time that the supervisor didn't come in to work. And then they put me the Lee man, almost like a supervisor that day. And then all the white folks, you know, in Lebanon, a Guatemalan telling us what to do? Nah. <laughs> and I, uh, my English wasn't so good, and they just used to love to, to get an intercom and imitate the way I speak, brother. I don't, it didn't bother me. I loved them. I was faithful. I helped them. That's why they were trying to put me as a supervisor, you know, a lead man. And, and then I go to Awakatang and people think that I'm just after their money. No, I know where the money is. It's in the USA. So easy to make it here in America. So easy. All you got to do is be faithful in your work. Be there 10 minutes before work starts and leave 10 minutes after you work. Oh, you... You know, just do what you need to do. That's it. I was, I was telling brother here, just to do your math, if you quit in math, quick in math, uh, uh, usually somebody makes $20 an hour here in, in, in Washington. So it's around 156 quetzales in Guatemala. But the construction worker in Guatemala, they make 100 quetzales. And their money, 100 quetzales, seven-hour work or eight-hour work, hard construction work. So I know where the money is. They're not after Pastors not after our money. They cry for souls. They want to be, we want to make it. We want to, we want to, we want to go to heaven. Can, can you say amen? We want to go to heaven. And so, but we have to have a teachable spirit. And, and like Cornelius, you know the story uh, if not, you can continue the whole chapter. You know that, 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 that I was just want to show you that man. He was so obedient to the, to, to the commands of the Lord. And, and the Lord honored his goodness. And then, and then he appears to him and he calls on and Peter. And then Peter at the same time, sometimes... Sometimes it's not us. Sometimes it's the man of God, but God will deal with him. If you notice the whole chapter, apparently, apparently, uh, apparently Peter was a little bit racist. 
if you can just study the, the verse there. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't, I have dealt with some, but the strongest I've dealt with is in Missouri. I was telling Elder, it's just, it's just something I went through, but it don't bother me at all. It's just, it's just uh, it don't bother me. But me and Arturo looking for an apartment or somewhere to live in, 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 in Missouri, and then uh, his girlfriend, now it's his wife, Charity, called this apartment up, and then the man met us there when, and then when he pulled up, we were already there, and the, and the place when when he seen us that we were we were brown, he took off as fast as he a uh, proud faster than he come back. And as and as Charity, which my friend's girlfriend, and um, called him up, hey, the apartment, the boys were there, and he just cussed her out. I'm not gonna give the apartment to those, you know, and then you know how. Probably you guys don't know how to cuss. <laughs> oh, brother, that's another thing. Lord, deliver us. And so, so, so apparently, apparently Peter was that, but God was dealing with him back home. That somebody needs salvation. I, I'm so thankful being with this man, and I'm pretty sure Elder has a very big story how we end up in those places. God draws us. God sends us. He even going to push us if we need to. That man doesn't need to be here. But God had dealt with him. Because he loves you. And then he's putting man's. So you can get the teachings of God. To be saved. But that's God's. If it's God's will, he will send an angel to you, but that's not God's will. The God, God's will is that you get teached. He wants to see your spirit, how, how you can receive God's message through the lips of man. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. It's foolishness to us. Why not angels? But that's just God's plan that somebody... And so... And so keep on coming, love uh, a God, and have a teachable spirit. And so I, uh, I looked at another, another, is, an, another verse that I want to share with you. And um, John, John 14, if I can... John 14, verse 8. I want to start there. Verse 8 of John the 14. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it, what it says? Satisfied us. The next verse, brother. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? 
That's why I just feel like I want to encourage you. <laughs> when I came to Lebanon, Pastor Thornton, he's a, he's a, I love him. He's my father, spiritual father. I know we got to see our pastors like that. I see uh, Pastor Joe sees his elderly. I have heard a lot of things about you. He loved, we, we, we get to love people like our own father. So, but Pastor Thornton, he, I'm so thankful that he was patient with me, brother. So he, he comes and, and hugs me one time, and he said, Pablo, you've been coming now to this church. That's when I started coming to church. Look, he said, look, there's a, there's a great-looking black man. His name is Sean Matthewson. He just come out of the Bible school. He said, he'd be good to teach you a Bible study. And I told Pastor Tony, no, Pastor Tony, tell him to, to go the, by the highways. He needs to find somebody outside. I know everything. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's how I was. I don't know if you have dealt with people like that. But that is hope, you know. Look at me. Look at me. I don't know if you ever felt like that, you know. It's, I don't like know everything. Tell Sean if he if he really wants to win somebody the Lord. There's plenty of people out there. Man, Pastor Tony, he should have smacked me, brother. I needed. <laughs> I needed that. He was patient with me. And then, and then what, what had happened is Sean Matthews and that my, a great friend of mine, we, we grew together in the Lord more and, and uh, eventually, but that was the beginning of my walk in a church like this. And so, so, so sometimes we feel like know everything. Somehow I thought I know everything. And so, but now I understand this man, apparently he's been with Jesus for a long time. Sometimes we think, oh, I grew up in this church. I, sometimes I come from, oh, sometimes, you know, I, when I was a kid, I used to go to church. Seems like we know everything. No, there's a lot more to God. And, and, and look at Philip. He just still don't understand. He's shaking his head. I, I imagine him. It, it, Jesus you're saying all these things, and, but I have a question, you know. I, I can't understand things. Even though I've been with you along. Jesus says he's been, I imagine Philip probably seen Jesus do the miracles. Probably even seen Jesus multiply the bread. Probably seen Jesus walking in the water. Probably seen all this kind of miracle. But he still didn't put things together. It's okay. It's okay. That's why we come to the study like this. It's okay to ask. And he says, Jesus, I have a question. You know, should, how can that be? I, you know, I believe in the Father. I've, I believe in God. I think what he's really asking is, show us God. Show us God. I believe the things you're doing. I see the things you're doing. You seem to be a great man, but I still don't get it. And he's been with Jesus for a long time. 
¿Cuánto más nosotros? Imagine us, we, <laughs> we have the Bible and we have the Bible in our hand, it's in our phone, but sometimes we don't take time to read. But, but this man literally walked with Jesus, probably ate with Jesus, and, and is still lacking understanding, but it's okay. It's okay. And Jesus says, man, how long you been with me? And you don't know me? Hey, Philip, if, if you know, if I, and then he said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. You know, I am he, in other words. And so that lets me know that God's still trying to open more understanding, our eyes to him. That's all it is about. <laughs> Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Thank you, Jesus. Open my eyes more. No man. Oh, Bishop, I respect you. I don't even know you, but just hearing from you, I never want to get to a place that I know at all. This man walked with Jesus. This man see Jesus do great things, but he still have questions. But it's okay. You can ask God. And then Jesus opened more his understanding there. You can see that he says, Philip, if you, if you look up to me, you have found God. You have seen God. You have seen God. Can you, oh, Jesus. He can reveal himself more to you. I struggle so much with that, with the Father and the Holy Ghost. I don't know why. Just didn't see it. I envied my friend Arturo. He just... He didn't seem no problem with it. Arturo, why? No, it's only one God, man. Look at the verse. Come on, man. There is three. I see three. And he said, no, you're crazy. Sometimes, because he was never teached to the doctrine of the Trinity in Mexico, he just didn't go to church. He said just... He was, his name is because he was baptized probably as a baby in the church. And his mom, his, pa, his daddy tells him, you're Catholic and that's it, you know, until you die. Okay, you're Catholic. I can drink? Yeah, it's just, can just drink, no problem, you know, it's just whatever. So he didn't really get in to understand God. So when he, it was introduced to him, there's only one God. Oh, of course. He reads it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the same God talking to him. And I was like, no, man, you got to identify the Father and the Son the Holy. Man, only God can do that, but with a sincere heart and a teachable spirit to receive the Word of God. All these teachers, all the pastors trying to do is help us to understand. And we need to pray so God can. And so that's what Jesus did to this man. It's unbelievable to me how long, I don't know, it'd be interesting, how long probably Philip been with him for a long time, and he still had questions. And so, 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 but what I need to do is to have a teachable spirit. I want to show you a last verse, see if I can find it, and I, I believe it's in Acts 18.
Um, it'd be X. X eighteen twenty five. This story, it's about a man, and uh, the Bible says this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit as he spoke and thought diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Can we go to the next verse, brother? And he began to speak boldly in the synagogues, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the ways of God more perfectly. If you can see other verses before there, uh, the verse where we started in, it was a man was preaching his heart out. And the Bible says he was so good in preaching, brother. He was just, just the way he, he laid things out. But he needed a little bit more. It's not, only, it's, it's not about education. It's, it's, it's just knowing the plan of salvation. How it is. I see it in Cornelius. That's why he was sent. He had a relationship with God. That's why Peter had to go and confirm the things that how can we be saved? And I see this man. He was a great preacher. He loved God. He loved to preach. He went everywhere. And then he, he just ex he, he explained things better than I'm trying to explain to you right now. And just he just he was use of God. We can see he's a use of God. That's why, Pastor. Sometimes we just dismiss another preacher. We need to be friends with him. Maybe they can help us and us helping them. Because they met him and then they noticed that he was so good. Look, you're doing so good, but, but, but you, this is, you know, this is how we need to do things. They instructed him more perfectly. And then he continued. Oh, they, he received it. He didn't say, all right, nobody's going to teach me like I was. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Especially if we don't know the, the verses, know the Bible. Oh, Lord, send me a teacher in my life. I need a pastor. So I said all this to say to you that I don't know where you're at. But through my life, and I still want to continue. Thank you. Thank you for a heart. He... Uh, he gave me some books, and, and I'm going to take those books. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting great things because I, I want to have a teacherless spirit. I want to learn more about my elders. I want to know more about their experience, how they would dealt, how we do work with people, how, what their struggles are, because we're going to see a lot more things, and then it's so good. But I need to have a teachable spirit. I need to have a teachable spirit. And then, so so when, um, when the Bible tells us all this, gives us all these examples, I want to finish my thoughts with, uh, with you. I don't want to tire you, but I want to tell you a little bit about my calling with God. When I was uh, 
I went to this Trinitarian church and then I really felt like um, I didn't know my age. I didn't know I, I, really our culture is different. We didn't celebrate birthdays every, every year. So, so even my parents, they never celebrate a birthday. So when you get to Aguacatán or most of Guatemala, you ask a person uh, over 40, maybe over 30, if you ask them their, their age, they're going to struggle to tell you their age because it's not important to them to know their age. They don't know, especially my mom. You ask her, she's 82 years old, but we have kept track on that. But if you ask her how old of you to a man 60 years older, he's saying, I don't know. I don't know. You got to look at my papers. They don't know because we don't celebrate birthdays. So I was 14 when I came. I went to school and I kind of figured out, wow, I'm 14 years old now. Next year, I'll be finally. So I don't know how old I was before, but that was before I was 14. So... I'm estimating maybe I was eight or nine, and then uh, uh, a preacher came. I don't know who he was, but he he preached about Samuel. I don't know if you heard about the the calling of Samuel. That 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 God was calling him, and he thought he was the high priest. And then, and then, after that after that preaching, I felt so compelled to tell God that that I want to be available to you. I want to be available to you. So, so when uh, so when he finished preaching, it's a Trinitarian church. So they don't they don't have no altar call. They didn't. Sorry. They didn't like call anybody. Thank you, Bishop. They didn't say come pray. I would have run up, but no, no. He finished preaching, continued singing, then went on. But I felt so bad not telling him that I'm I'm available if you can use me use me and then so I went home that night maybe 11 at night and I had the simple bed our bed is it's just a couple of boards and some blankets you know might be might be some other uh, pieces of board or wood under it and that's where I slept and when I got home I tried to lie down but I just can't take it in my mind that I want to tell him I want to be available for him. And, and then finally, I, I just got off my bed and, and kneeled down as much as I know. And I just told him, Lord, I don't know why I'm in this world, but, but if you can use me, you can use me, Lord. And I felt like he's in the room with me so strong that I don't want to open my eyes. Almost I felt like he is there. I feel such a wonderful spirit in that room which is I didn't even know it was possible and I was in a different church and so I I, I had that in my heart and I, you know some things you'll never forget and I always have in my heart that's why I kept my life so when 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 uh, other years went by and I wanted to study at least I'll, I tried to go to a, a Bible study. We don't have Bible studies then like we're doing here, but so I, I always got to sign up in a school or a Bible school or something. They, they have it during that time, so I signed up. So I only was like four months into it when my dad came and presented me the opportunity to come here to America. 
And then I come to America, I thought it was gone, the calling, you know, probably it's just me, but I always have in my mind. And, and when I came to Lebanon, that's when I, God started working my life in the United Pentecost Church like this. I, I believe there is only one God, not because somebody told me, but because I was questioning, like we, I showed you in the Bible. And when God opened up things that I'd never seen before. I believe in baptism in Jesus' name now, not because somebody believed, because I see it in the Bible. There's no other way. There is no. It's just makes sense and the word and everything there's no other way and so i'm never afraid i never was embarrassed to teach it now because i see it so clearly but then so and and, and so that's where uh, i came and and i learned things and then god began to deal with my heart and then the way I went through a lot of things. I was telling, there's one time that uh, I, I struggled with the word holy roller, bro. It was so funny. I was in a men's seminar, and, um, but, but uh, before the men's seminar, I, God started, uh, I just, when I pray, brother, I just tell God, man, I love you. I love your word. Oh, man, if somebody preaches, the great preachers of the word of God. And then I just get so excited. I, get just so, I just love truth, brother. The word of God. And just, just tell God, man, man, thank you, Jesus, and all that. But then a thought started in my mind that, but you never be, you, you're not, you know. And I used to dance in the Lord. But then then seemed like a thought started Start getting against my mind. It's like, but you're never going to be a holy roller. You know, you're never going to be a holy roller. Just, what in the world? It's not even biblical, you know, all that. You know, it's just, just you know, it's just, uh, when you get the holy, you don't, you don't need to learn to do things. God's, when, when you allow God to move on you, <laughs> you'll dance or you'll fail, whatever, you know, the spirit. It's yielding to the spirit. Sometimes he, he, when he does things to us, it's usually because we we're not so good. And that if we embarrassed, sometimes if we were just so nicely, sometimes he deals with us to make fun of us. I think you know, uh, you know what do you do with uh, with your children when you? I don't know if you have kids, but my kids, I love to tickle them. Can you imagine God loving on you? <laughs> Sometimes that's that's what happens, I think. So 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 man, every time I get excited, woo, the Lord is good, and then the thought comes, brother. Yeah, but you never be a holy roll. Man, it just bothered me so bad. And one time, man, Simon, I started dancing, everybody dancing, and I thought. I really felt that the devil was keep trying attacking me, and so, so you know, the devil, it doesn't matter anymore for my God. Who's gonna make fun of me? I just got down the floor and started just, just, uh, just rolling for the Lord. Look, God, I, I'm, I'm, pull me, throw me away, whatever you wanna do, I'm yours for your glory. 
And so, and so through time, and I started praying, Lord, I know the people in Ogatang, ah, Brother Joe, almost, sometimes almost can see their face, like they need salvation, and I know God, I know. And then all the preaching, it's not joyful anymore, brother. You know, Brother Jeff Arnold comes to preach, and Brother Stan Gleason, I don't know if you know, Brother Jerry Jones come and preach. And I start getting excited, and then it comes, that, but the people in Okatang, who's going to preach to them the truth? Who the, Lord. Then, I want to I be smarter than God. I start telling God, Lord, send somebody. Yes, they need it. I'll give money. I'll, I'll support whoever goes, and I start praying this in. Ah, sometimes he thinks so, yeah. And through the time, I think he just laughs at me, no. So finally, I say yes to the Lord. I say yes to the Lord. And so, and so, so what happened is, I went and talked to my pastor, Elder Thornton, and he can correct me if I'm not saying it, but, but the Elder Thornton, and then I explained my calling to him, and he said, okay, get your license, and then start preaching a little bit around, and I did that. And then, but it was exactly in the transition that, that he was leaving the pastoral relationship to his son. So I struggled with, so all our lives sometimes we struggle, but the key is to have a teachable spirit. And so, so finally one time, Pastor Thornton, I told you my calling. I, I, it hasn't left me. I need to go to Guatemala or something. Can you, can, you, can you help me? And he said, talk to Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris is our pastor now. And I'm like, what? No, you're my pastor. You're my pastor. You know, it, it, Pastor Chris, he just helps you. And then he's not my pastor. I didn't accept the new pastor, brother. So, 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 I, because I didn't have a teachable spirit. And then I didn't go talk to Pastor Chris. I didn't go talk to him. And then Pastor Thornton checked back with me. I don't know how long it went, but he said, have you talked to Pastor Chris about you going with him? Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, and, you know, I'll do it, Pastor, but I wish you could talk. I, I talked to you first, you know. Yeah, but you got to talk to the Pastor now, he said. Ah, okay. So I went and talked to Pastor Chris, and Pastor Chris was sitting at his desk, and he said, well, Pablo, I'm worried about your kids, I'm worried about this. 
Can you go through the organization, he says, and I checked out the organization. Uh, no, I don't want to go that way. I told him, well, I feel like you have to wait, he said. You have to wait until I tell you to go, and you go. Man, it bothered me. I wanted to go. I struggled to say yes to the Lord. Now I want to go. It's so important to listen to our leaders, young preacher, young ministers. So important. I, I, I see it now, but then I was struggling. And, and I, I, one time, Pastor Chris says, wait. Wait. And I, I said, what's with this? Can I, I, I really thought several times, I'll just pack up my bag. My wife is in this, and we're going to go. But then just little something's telling me that, that I need to, I just, I'm confused. And so I went down Bennett Springs. I used to love to fish, but now it just seems like it doesn't make sense. So I went fishing one time. And the, the fish was not biting that day. And I started talking to the Lord. And Lord, is it just me when I go to Guatemala? Lord, don't, you know, I don't have to go. I don't want to go. But I felt like it was you. Send me. Do something. I want to listen to the pastor, but I don't think he understands what's going on, you know. Brother, I, I didn't hear him speak to me, but I, he, he spoke to my spirit. And he said, Pablo, how can I release you if you don't want to accept the pastor I put in your life? You want to hear from me? How? How can I speak to you? You don't want to accept the pastor that I put over your life. Man, I started weeping by that river, Lord Jesus, what have I done? Our pastors, it's God sends them to help us to go to heaven and, and everything else. And if we don't accept them, our guide, they are guide. You know, people from Guatemala paid usually around twelve to $15,000 for what they call a coyote to bring him to, through Mexico to come to America. But they have to trust that guy. They have to trust him. And they pay him. How much, how much we need to trust our pastors, our leaders, Jesus. And then he spoke to me and he says, I want to tell you, I, I want to I wanna communicate with you. But you don't accept the man of God that I put on your life. And that's when he shows me this. Look at Cornelius. He can talk to us in many ways. But God, it's got an order. He got order made up. He got the pastors in it. And oh, Jesus. And man, if you want to know, I, I wanted to be instantly. I wish Pastor Chris was there. I wanted to hug his neck. I want to I beg for forgiveness. Because it's so important. To go to heaven and to work in the kingdom of God. To have a teachable spirit. You have, have to. Then when I told Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, I'm sorry. You're my pastor. Probably he didn't understand what, 
I was just weeping and, and I hugged his neck and I said, Pastor Tony, you're my pastor. I'm sorry. I didn't want to accept you. But you're my pastor. Tell me what to do. Whatever it takes. Five more years from now, whatever, I'll wait. I'm under your leadership. And then, I'm so thankful he forgave me. Then I waited. And I waited. I don't know how long time it went. I can't remember. But but and I understand why the waiting period. My father-in-law got really sick. My mother-in-law got really sick. And then we lost them in the same year. I don't know. Maybe four months after they gone. And Pastor Chris called us. It's time to go. And then I look back, if I would have went back months before, before my, my mom or my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, if I wasn't in Guatemala with my wife, I could have went bankrupt. I, I don't know what would happen because we could not come back, go back, come back. It was just in the right timing when we arrived in Guatemala and everything was right when we got there. So it's so important to have a teachable spirit all the way from the beginning for your salvation to baptisms and all the things that you get teach to us. If it's from the Bible, Lord, give me a teachable spirit. I don't know where you're at and you walk with God, but God's still trying to teach you a lot of things. Can you lift your hand and... All you got to do is ask Jesus, give me a teachable spirit. Even if you know all the Testaments and the New Testament by memory, Lord, give me a teacher. What, it would, what is it going to profit you if you know a lot of things, but we now have a teachable spirit in the lips of a man? God has left man's, God has called man's. I believe God's going to do great things in this place, but all God needs is a group of men, is a group of souls that have a teachable spirit to the things of God. Oh, give me a teachable spirit, mighty God. The Lord want to learn more from you. Oh, mighty God. I don't know all things. I'm still getting teached every day by the word of the Lord, by the man of God, by a friend, by a saint of God. God spoke through the prophets, through fire, and other times through a powder. God always looking for a way. To get us closer to him. But all I got to do is teachable spirit. Oh God. God spoke to Peter through a rooster. But I want to have a teachable spirit. I want to be able to recognize when you're talking. When you're guiding me. Don't ever doubt the word of God. Don't ever throw the towels. Keep coming. Keep asking questions, but have a teachable spirit to receive what he's trying to reveal you. Oh, mighty Jesus, I love you. Guide us. Oh, mighty Jesus. Yield to the spirit of God. Yield to his spirit. 
yield to him jesus here i am guide me to the truth guide me more into your word receive it receive the word of god in your life ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions philip thomas ask questions it's okay but have a teachable spirit oh lord thank you jesus mighty god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus oh thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just fellowship the Lord for a few minutes tonight? We're not in a hurry to go anywhere. If the Lord's talking to us here. Lord, we receive from you, Jesus. We receive from you tonight. God, with open hearts, with open spirits that are teachable. In the name of Jesus, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your long-suffering with us, Jesus. When we constantly try sometimes to go backwards, you're there patiently waiting, Lord, to continue to lead us forward, to continue to lead us in your paths of righteousness. God, we know that you're working in each person's life in this place. Jesus, we know that you have a plan for every individual that's here tonight. You're not finished, Lord, with any person, no matter the age, no matter the time. You're still patient. You're still leading. You're still directing, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ida masa tala maha tala maha tala maha. Yenolo mosia nala maha nele mehe kiala maha. Ida maha tala la maha tala la maha. Ida la masio noro mosida maha tala maha. In the name of 
Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We all just lift our hands together, come on, with our eyes closed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Atayalap atayenurotositatanamanelekitiyalapmaha. Come on, let your heart just cry out to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Atayala Mahataha, Itonolo Mosata Lala Mahatele Ila Mahatata, Eterele Mehekiti Alama Yeki Alamaha, Itonolo Mosata, Rialayele Mekitaha, Rialama Nereki Orolo Mosata Lamaha. In the name of Jesus, 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 in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. What a wonderful presence of the Lord here tonight. Thank you for the ministry of the word touching each of us. I'd like to I'd like to make mention that of course not this Sunday but the following Sunday is our united meeting at the convention center. I've been reaching out to my cousins. Uh to try to just, you know, not, I don't want them to feel like I'm inviting them to a church service, but just to try to relay to them that we have observed the Lord exercising his ministry through this particular individual who's going to be coming, and uh, I'm just wanting you to know about it. So I'm not pulling, I'm not appealing, but I am 
doing my best to wait on the Lord for the right words for each one of these situations. But, I mean, these are, cause, these are my family. These are my family that I don't really have much contact with. We did when we were children. I don't now. But I, it, if I believe that God is going to do everything he intends to do when we gather, okay, when we gather, and in anticipation of what he will do, I want anybody that I know or can at least have some communication have opportunity to be there. Okay? It, so we're not crusading, we're not canvassing, but there are specific people that have come to my mind that I've attempted to reach out and I have contacted them and relayed these things. I believe that we're coming together to meet with God. There will be various individuals there. Let me tell you a situation that happened. Some of you you've, you may have heard I was involved in ministering at a Kenyan church in Tacoma. Came into contact with this uh, pastor, this uh, Brother Cheggy, and then there's a Brother Chacha. This is a, uh, a Kenyan group that is meeting in the Tacoma area. Sunday, they brought, uh, I, I guess it was about 10 of them, to the service on Sunday in Puyallup. To my surprise, now I had shared with them what we were doing. To my surprise, he announced in the meeting when we asked him to greet the congregation, he said, we've talked about this and we are canceling our service and we are all coming to Yakima to be in that meeting with you. Now, I see this as God's hand. Okay? There was no pull. There was no appeal. And, but God is doing something right now. There was a, uh, a young lady in the service Sunday that I didn't recognize sitting in the middle of the pew. And so I greeted her. And, uh, where, you know, where are you from? Who are you? Where are you, where are you from? She said, well, I, I moved here three weeks ago. She said, I was in Texas. I'm in the military. I was in Texas for four years before I was, that I was in California. I felt like it was time to get back to God. Now, so how did you find us? I was at Walmart. And when I got the cart to push out into the aisle, I looked down and there was a card in the cart. <laughs> now, listen, my mind races ahead because I'm handing out 40 cards a week. So I'm thinking people are taking the card and then, you know, <laughs> some of them. Anyway, so I'm thinking, oh, somebody... I, you know, they went, they just tossed it in there, you know. Well, do you know Lindsay and Laura Moore? Lindsay's not a Moore anymore, but Laura Stella Moore. Laura Moore comes up to me and she says, 
I was in Walmart the other day, and I spilled my purse in the cart, and my cards went everywhere. Now listen, the lady says to me, when I saw the card, she apparently had been away from the Lord. When I saw the card, I thought, maybe this is the one I'm supposed to go to. Now, isn't it interesting how God works through the lives of people? And you think, this, surely this is chance. No, there are no chances. But I believe God is doing this everywhere. And so the significance of us coming together to meet with God. That is our focal point. We don't put up personalities. You know that. We don't prop ministries. You know that. But this is the order that we have felt in the coordinating of this effort to come together, which now we're only doing once a year in this fashion. Just, would you just plan on it? You know something is going to come and try to resist you. To keep you from getting there. Just count on it. But set your heart like a flint to press through, to press through. Let's stand. Brother Vicente, I love your spirit. I love your spirit. Thank you for ministering the way that you do. God uses you greatly. Let's love the Lord. We're thankful, Father, for the things that you have ministered to us here tonight to be teachable, to receive the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, help us to get to the place that you're trying to take us. Each one, each individual, wherever we are along the journey. Help us, Lord, to be responsive to you and the beckoning of your spirit, God. Knowing all things are possible to them that believe. All things in the name of Jesus. All things in the name of Jesus. Anything. All things in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.